and welcome to <laughs> that was way too loud. Uh, let's just keep that. Let's blow people's ears as we blow their minds because they looked at their podcast feeds and they thought, oh my goodness, the boys are back in town. I love Thin Lizzy. And also there's that little saucy old podcast with Kieran and his grooviest friend in the entire world. It's me. It's Tom. I'm back. You sound extra groovy today. I, I apologise. A man. I I like how I've gone up in rankings to now grooviest. Well, it's more of a, a sideways promotion, yeah. if that's a thing. If I hit Funkadelic at any point in my life, that is that is the peak, the pinnacle. I'll always dangle it like a carrot in front of you. But the main thing, Tom, that people want to know on this uh, flagship return, which is kind of something of an oxymoron, is what are you? Mr. Tom, wrapping your little groovy lips around this time. I've changed it much. It's, it's been months, years, maybe. I don't know what time is. <laughs> no, we had uh, that planned 14-month break. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was the pilot season. Now this is the first real episode. Who knows? Yeah, obviously. Um, I've gone from being a rum in my tum boy to a little Ginny Tinny fella. Uh, so I'm drinking Drum, uh, drum Shambeau gunpowder irish gin with gunpowder tea for my explosive personality it sounds like you made up half of those words i'm personally not the biggest fan of gin you're you're something of a gin aficionado aren't you i have i'm an alcoholic we can just throw that word around (laughs) it's the it's the fun word now everyone's using it yeah it really really puts you in your place uh Um, no i've I've, i'm a fan of gin i like gin i like rum i like anything but most importantly i like to hear what you're drinking well obviously as super fans will know uh taurus uh, pear taurus used to be the bevies with the boys drink of choice um and i actually haven't had taurus now in probably since we last recorded not for any reason really i think i was just too heartbroken over the uh hiatus which i totally didn't uh, force upon us um but now <laughs> i've leveled up to a little uh, a delicacy that i'm sure you're familiar with which is of course inches medium apple cider Ooh. it's the hottest drink in town uh it, it seemed is. to come out of nowhere like i don't know um, what would you say like two three months ago i'd say it came out of hertfordshire is it hertfordshire or is it hertfordshire uh, this is truly the greatest intro we've ever done. Um, this is but... good riffing. This is good banter. It's fine. We're not out of sorts at all. No. We're not speaking for 14 months. I was going to say, to be this, fair I don't to us, talk yeah, to we, you. We, haven't, um, we haven't conversed in those 14 months because we thought we'd save it all up and it would just be like a dam breaking when we reemerge. But instead, it's more of a, a little fizzle down a stream in the country on a cold <laughs> winter's morning. Um, but the main thing is that I'm about to crack open a can, which is a classic, and I'm probably going to break the mic once again. So, again, if you're driving or something, just, uh, I don't know, just, like, don't. Oh, oh, I don't know if you heard that, because I'm pretty sure Discord cuts a lot of that out. But, I heard uh, literally nothing. It was just <laughs> silence and then jubilation. That's really weird. We're Yeah, we're recording this on Discord, which is a new thing for us, because the old tools we used... Uh, you know what? I'm going to stop that there because that's just as boring as the mispronunciation of Hertfordshire. Hertfordshire. Um, the main thing is, Tom, the second main thing beyond the drinks and whatnot is, uh, you, you're right. What have you been up to? Uh, but this is something that I can and will excite you. Mm. Uh, you had a childhood. I imagine. Uh... I don't know. I don't know if you were born <laughs> a fully grown man or not. I was the star um, child from 2001, so I just kind of emerged out of an old man's brain. Uh, but we can pretend that, you know, I'm, I'm of this earth, if you'd prefer yeah. that. Uh, as a child, you played a lot of games. One of your favourite games, mm. correct me if I'm wrong, is mm. Resident Evil 4. You know it is, because we've discussed that we have, I mean, peek behind the curtain. You and I have spoken before this conversation. So. We have. <laughs> Yeah, in a, in in a past life, uh, yeah, I've been I've been playing Resi Four, man, and you've been playing is... what the which version have you been playing? Uh, PlayStation Four, so the one that came out on in two thousand and six. Yeah, the, okay, because it's a weird copy of it. Just keeps on, it keeps on coming out. You can't you can't keep it down. 
I mean, for you know, rightly so, because it is, in my humble opinion, and objectively, um, the greatest game of all time, or at least one of the greatest yeah. games. But uh, you people don't want to hear me rant about Resident Evil. They know I love it. That's one of my main personality traits. I want to hear <laughs> what you think about this game that you've been refusing to play for many years. I have been refusing to play it for many years. I finally sat down, and it is all right. It's pretty oh, good. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> no, it's... um. As as a game of atmosphere and tension, it nails it. Mm. It's every environment is great, every enemy encounter feels well earned and you honestly feel tension. The music is fucking sublime. Uh especially the little melody that you get. You know, uh if you don't know, uh in Resident Evil games, you use a little typewriter to save because... You do. I don't know why. It's just a thing that's there. And every time you go and you tap your little keys, you get a little chime. You get a little nice uh, tickled ivory tune. And it soothes my soul, is the closest representation I could say to it. It's the um the the Resident Evil save theme is like a you know it's a it's an iconic uh, video game institution because even Resident Evil Seven and Eight which we've both very much enjoyed recently you know they all have mm. their own kind of spin on that um, but it's interesting you mentioning it because I actually thinking about it like that goes back to the first Resident Evil where you always saved with an ink ribbon you had to like have the item and everything but I don't yeah. know why like I don't know why that's kind of been associated with saving in those games. Um, I- it's, yeah, it's a strange. I've never thing. seen Leon as a world class author. No, um, something I will gunman. say, uh, which perhaps might be why you finally suddenly decided to pick up Resi Four, is that as some people may know, uh, recently there came out, of course, a virtual reality version, which is completely from the ground up. Uh, and it is absolutely incredible. I've been playing a load of that lately. Uh, and coincidentally, one of my favourite parts of that, which I don't know if you've seen or not, is when you go to save, it's got the typewriter still, but you actually type your name out in VR and then press, like, <laughs> save. And it's so, so satisfying. Like, it's the kind of thing that describing it, okay, you get a level of it. But until you're, like in that horrible little Spanish town with people trying to kill you and you're tapping away on a typewriter, you like you don't really get that impression. But you're um you're something of a, a VR naysayer, aren't you? I I am. I I was gonna try and spin that around. I have never experienced VR and don't know if I want to. It scares me. I'm easily scared. That's very twenty twenty one of you to have a firm opinion about something that you've not experienced. Exactly. <laughs> That's why I will stand here now and say VR was the worst thing to be invented because yeah. I have not tried it, so well, I, I don't, don't like it. I don't trust uh, old robot Mark Zuckerberg with any of my information, and unfortunately, the headset I've got, the Oculus Two, is tied to Facebook, uh, or at least they, you know, are kind of they bought Oculus, blah blah blah, businessy stuff. Um, but I think, I mean, what what are your actual reasons behind not liking VR? Because I feel like a big part of that is because you haven't tried it. A big part of it, yeah, I think it's faff, really. I'm, I'm <laughs> right, a man okay. who has cut down on faff in my life now. And <laughs> Which is surprising considering how long it took us to try and start this recording. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was stri- Kieran, we don't peek behind the curtain too much. It was streamlined and we're professionals. We've done this okay. before. We don't tell people that your walls are purple at the minute. No. I've okay. got funky lighting. It's great. I'm in a brand new room. I've, I can sit next to indoor plants. Fucking hell, I have an indoor plant. <laughs> Yeah, although most of them around. are plastic, aren't they? Nah, I just, I've got real boys. Oh, you're next After to a real them, one? I care for them, yeah. Yeah, oh, well, let's not talk self. too much about uh, houseplants because I will have uh, a an aneurysm yeah. <laughs> because I... You'll have a 40-yard oh. stare. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's a thing. It's a whole thing. We might get into it eventually, but now is not the time. We're talking about strapping on and strapping in um, <laughs> to the virtual world, of course. Um, but So have you never been like, what about, okay, I understand the whole it's faff thing. And I would counter with the fact that the, the Oculus 2, which is kind of the leading VR headset at the minute, is like an all-in-one built-in thing. So you don't need a computer. You don't need wires. It is all wireless. You just literally put the headset on and you're good to go. Um but have you ever been interested by any of those? Because you and I, you know, we're, we're sociable boys. We do things. Yeah. In the last month, we went bowling. We go to the cinema a lot. We're a couple of cool yeah. dudes. Yeah. Um, have you ever been interested in those kind of like virtual reality 
uh, experience centers where like it's a zombie apocalypse thing or something and you put on a whole kit or like you know we we like doing escape rooms i imagine there's kind of an aspect of that to certain escape rooms where you do a vr thing does that interact you at all or are you just flat out like i don't want to put that damn thing on my face <laughs> no i would i would always give anything a go I'd like to think I would be receptive towards it. I think it's, it more comes down to I've never had the opportunity or the point in my life where I'm like, you know what? I mean, it's that's easy. a lie. It's VR time, baby. <laughs> I've offered many times for you to try my you, headset you out. You've been you, in my house when someone else was trying it, and that was, you, you know, a whole other story. You front but... door, you strap some little goggly Googles on me and go, it's VR time, motherfucker. <laughs> I say you are and now you Leon Kennedy. Me... You send me killing. to a little Spanish village. Mm. I but certainly no, I do. Just, um, yeah, I, it's just not something I've come across regularly in my life. Yeah. As it, I, I have had enough. opportunities, but I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. I just, I also, I like being able to pick up a controller and put it down. I know, yeah, you can just lift up some goggles, but it's easier to put something down than lift it up. <laughs> I've got weak biceps. Yeah, That's you do sound like an old person happens. who's like, I love my radio. I'd never want to watch those I, moving pictures. No, like, I, I just think I'm old. I think it's happened. I'm going to slip on some moccasins, pour myself a brandy, and just start reading. Oh, I don't know what old people read. Very good this riffing. Is, this is um, tailed off <laughs> instantly, if anything. It's a nosedive of the conversation. Um, more questions for you, Tom. I have more. Here they come. Are you ready? Are you ready for question time with Kieran? It's a new feature we're doing. Boy, oh boy, am I ready. Lay Good on me. Good to hear. Um, so in terms of experiential things, that got me thinking. The other day I went to uh, I went to Wembley to go and watch uh, Fatboy Slim, which was fucking amazing. Uh, but that's not where the question's going. Um, I went to Box Park before. Have you ever been there? You know the place just around the corner from Wembley? No, they do... Um... You've, I think you told me about it before. It's like really cool music, really good drinks. Yeah, just, it's basically it's quite bit. a cool little center where it's like there's loads of individual units and businesses can like open like it's smaller kind of um, you know QSR. I'm sorry, that's my other job bleeding into this. Quit, you know, restaurants essentially oh. can open little booths, um, but there's also more experiential stuff and as well as VR there, which is also why I asked you about that. They've got um, axe throwing which isn't something I've done, but you're seeing a lot of at the minute. Like there's lots of uh, these kinds of, it's very American things, very kind of Canadian. And now it's coming over to the UK. Is that something you've done slash is that something you want to give a go? You want to throw some axes around? No, I've, I've never thrown axes. I do want to throw axes. Uh, yeah. We're both Suffolk boys. So the we are. best. Well, I'm technically in Essex now. Uh, don't, just don't. Just please, okay. give me this. I'm terribly sorry. Uh, I'm also sorry because I keep burping and I appreciate that people probably hear me doing that. But uh, you've heard worse, so never mind. Right. At least two of the people listening might enjoy that, so you never know. Uh, <laughs> but as Little Suffolk Boys, uh, mm. I don't know if you also grew up playing it. I know you have played it. We've done the Hammer game. Yeah, that's the thing. Is that where there's like a nail in a... Yeah. Is that a Suffolk thing? I thought that that was originally because the, the time I think we were you first introduced to that through uh, Matt, who isn't someone anyone will know, obviously. But uh, um, when we played it around there, when we were all really drunk, which is great nah, to do, I've, fuck around I've, with a hammer while you're shit faced. It then I was introduced it with my wee old family. Oh, okay. I thought originally when I first heard about it that it was like a. I don't know, I want to say Scandinavian or something thing, but I didn't realise that that was like a, a born and bred British uh, tradition. It makes sense, though, because it, it is probably fucking is, mindless probably and usually to do with alcohol. Like so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's... um, I like... I imagine it's the same... Axe throwing and that is the same, where it's that sort of easy-to-learn, difficult-to-master kind of things. Yeah. I've, um, I've seen a lot of those videos where people do axe throwing... Uh, and then it like bounces back and almost decapitates them. So I guess that that's kind oh, of good. like a, yeah. As uh, as and usually you, when you and I do activities, we're normally at least slightly bevved up beforehand. So I guess that <laughs> I'm slightly concerned that one of us will go home in a body bag. But um, you know, most of the best evenings do. Is this your very romantic way of inviting me axe throwing so you can see if I can murder? I'd love to go axe throwing. The only problem is when I was at Box Park, and I, you know, I, I don't know, some people listening to this, as you say, we've got at least two people, fingers crossed, mm. um, might be 
Mr. Moneybags themselves. But at the a fucking box park, it was like, I looked online when I was sat there because I thought, oh, we've got like a few hours to kill. It'd be cool if we could do a few games of this or I don't know if you call it games after a few axes of this. Um, and it was like £25 per person to throw a few axes at a target. I'm like, I'd rather spend that on at least one pint of alcohol in West London. <laughs> we, we can just, like, next weekend... We'll get a field, we'll get 25 quid, we'll go down home base, get some axes, get a target. We'll just have a time. <laughs> that's good um, That's good of you to announce already that this is definitely the last episode because one of us is going to die in a week's oh, time. Yeah. Well, no, it will just be monologues from this point out. Yeah, which essentially this is. I'm just putting on two voices. Uh, Tom doesn't actually exist, but uh, on with the episode. Um, so uh, what else should we talk about? What else? Uh, so, uh, let's talk about films we haven't seen yet. That's a fun topic. You, you go for it. Let's well, I was, get creative and imaginative. I mean, the hot the hot topic at the minute and something that people might have assumed we'd watch because of our, our track record is obviously Eternals. The latest Marvel big blockbuster is out uh, and it's currently doing awfully uh or not awfully you know okay rotten tomatoes is doing awfully which some people will turn around and go well that doesn't mean anything you know rotten tomatoes isn't a real thing blah blah blah. um and actually i'll say it is okay peasants threw it at people in stocks in medieval times but the the website rotten tomatoes as we all know is kind of like uh you know an aggregator and i think it's got something uh, eternals has something like do you know off the top of your head i think it's in the 50s percent wise i think it was 53 yeah, 53, 54. Um, and the, the big headline of that is that that makes it like the lowest rated MCU film ever, I think, uh, just below stuff like Thor Dark World and, you know, other stuff on the lower end of Marvel. I, I would honestly yeah. admit I'm going to be brave and say that I don't love Thor The Dark World. Um, but Eternals, I'm hopefully going to go see it tomorrow as of when we are recording this, which you're not coming to because... Uh, you don't have any free time anymore, ever. No, I don't know what evenings are anymore. No, but um, what are your? Do you? Did, does that sway you at all when you see a Rotten Tomatoes score like that? Or are you still because both of I've both of us rather have seen every MCU thing to my knowledge? You know, are yeah. you just going to see it out of kind of that obligation? It's uh, I've Pavloved myself years ago um, to anything MCU. I will. I'll probably see it eventually and yeah. i'll probably see it in cinemas uh, I've, I've never really cared about a review score because it's i'm a dude of an opinion <laughs> i don't people don't listen to me and they shouldn't ever um but yeah, you say I've, I've, on your podcast <laughs> yeah well don't listen to my opinions just mock them viciously. okay i mean that's my go-to normally yeah um but no it, uh, i've never been to a film where a review has changed my mind if yeah. that's the tangent we're going down. Um, I will say I've seen some horrible films recently. I, I feel Such like as... the last, well, the last like five I've seen, like what um, Venom Into the Carnage, which you didn't see. I didn't, know because was... I just, I didn't want to subject myself to that, which sucks because yeah. I like Woody Harrelson, but yeah. What do, what do you think of that little number? Oh, it was, I, I it felt rushed. The only thing I can say about it is it felt rushed. Yeah. It just, it didn't give it enough time to breathe. Um, there was Halloween Kills. That was one you oh, definitely did fuck. see. Oh, I was so disappointed by that. I don't know. I guess we want to keep these semi-timely, and Halloween Kills did come out a while ago. But, um, yeah, that was That's a real disappointment. Uh, yeah. Because I I don't know. I, I really like the Halloween films. I really love horror films. Um I thought Halloween 2018 was actually really good, which uh, it seems like it's kind of people have turned on it lately and they seem to think it's kind of cool to shit on it and be like, oh, I tried doing all this other stuff with Michael Myers. And it's like, okay, but Halloween is a series. The original 1978 one is really iconic and great. Hmm. But beyond that, you know, I don't know, like it's not exactly the best thing in the world. Uh, did you like the 2018 one? I, I liked the 2018 one. Yeah. Um, I don't think I liked it as much as some other people. <laughs> Namely, that... when I say some other, I'm pointing <laughs> viciously your way. Um, yeah. But no, I just, it's it's left me thinking now recently, is like, has the time now ended of like big horror movie franchises? Because what, um, the Leatherface reboot fell flat on its face. Now there's a new one coming out. Have you not seen is that? It? 
Yeah, no? there's. Um, I want to say it's by Fede Alvarez who did uh, the Evil Dead remake, which I think again was excellent. Uh, and I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that Netflix picked it up recently, which isn't always the best sign, but we'll no. see. But yeah, there there is a new Texas Chainsaw Massacre coming out, if not end of this year. I mean, it won't be that by this point. Um, but yeah, there is one in development at the minute, which I'm kind of yeah. interested in watching. Well, because what there was that, there was the Child's Play remake came out two years ago. I thought that, yeah, I thought that was all right. Did you watch which, that? Yeah, I did. That's the, anything with Mark Hamill. Luke Skywalker himself. Was Mark Hamill Chucky? Yeah. I do not remember that. Okay, that's fair enough. I imagine that was kind of, you know, they shouted about that a lot because he is a big name. But um, yeah, I mean, fact of the day, you can take home to friends. (laughs) At least people have got something out of this uh, monstrosity for today. (laughs) Uh, But is there a, I mean, we've got Scream coming out. That's coming out in, I think, January, maybe February in the UK. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, And I think this is a, a question we've definitely covered before because we spoke about The Exorcist. But I'm curious to know if your opinion has changed in all because we, you and I went to go see Candyman, which was really good. Um, so, is there any other horror films that you'd like to either see um, a remake of, or perhaps more timely because this is what a lot of films seem to be now, a much belated sequel to, which I kind of prefer. I like the films like. Um, the 2018 Halloween that kind of is a direct sequel to the 78 one. Do you think there's any that you'd kind of you kind of like to check out? Maybe a, a Grave Encounters, I want to say three, but I'm assuming there's already a fucking trilogy That's of the that thing. With, with these long-running franchises, a lot of them sort of turned into cash grabs that fizzled out because you had that with, I think, every big horror movie icon yeah. that just started going shite. Yeah. Um, but I would love... Because I know Elijah Wood said he would do a Nightmare on Elm Street, either directing or acting him. I just, I, I think it's such a great slasher flick. But yeah. I'm just, because it's gone very supernatural with horror movies recently. Where, is it time to bring back a good old slasher? Mm. Should we I keep mean, you, this train rolling? You said that, you know, there's there's not those big horror franchises anymore. But I would disagree because even though you and I might think the latest instalment was pretty shit. You've got the likes of like The Conjuring now, um, mm. which is huge. Like as much as it's kind of, I think you said to me, the reason we'll never get a new uh, Nightmare on Elm Street is because The Conjuring's doing so good and New Line are kind of just focusing on that, um, yeah. which sucks because yeah, I'd love a new Nightmare on Elm Street. But there are big franchises now, but I get kind of what you're saying is that there's almost not those like tentpole villains like i mean who's the villain in the conjuring trilogy like it's oh, different every what, time i mean people like ed and lorraine warren yeah i, say I suppose and the nun well those those have both got spin-offs that's the thing it's yeah now, it feels like in the wake of the mcu which you can say about anything of like in the wake of the mcu but i feel everything is trying to be its own little cinematic universe mm. and what yeah. i want is a Freddy versus Jason cinematic universe where they slowly involve more and more horror movie icons. I think that's I mean, what that everybody w- Yeah, wants. that would be incredible. I mean, it also makes sense that you'd think that because you and I, maybe not so much recently, but have over the past few months played an extensive amount of Dead by Daylight, which is exactly that. It's yeah. a, a you know collection of all the greatest horror movie villains in a, an asymmetrical multiplayer game. Um, uh, speaking of... Uh, not asymmetrical, I suppose, multiplayer games. Um, you and I dipped our toes into Back for Blood recently, didn't we? Which was something we of a did indeed a, a Left for Dead uh, spiritual successor. Um, and I thought it was pretty good, uh, and I think you did as well. But you'd mentioned that like a lot of uh, a lot of people were quite negative on it when it came out, which I haven't really seen. But uh, I don't really understand why. Yeah, well, I think the direct comparison is always going to be to left it is the same studio that did left the dead so there's always going to be that direct comparison of is it as good as this and because it's held up on a pedestal as in left for dead is uh, no. it's never going to reach that point but th- there are definitely shortcomings i think are in the game like if you're playing it by yourself it's not a super fun experience i i physically had to gift you that as a birthday present and be like <laughs> hey this is something you wanted so you can now hang out with me yeah i guess that's the caveat is that i'm only your friend because you buy me things <laughs> i am i am a sugar daddy you that are it's the role i've taken in life 
Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I did like what we played about for Blood, and I imagine, a uh, little spoiler alert, we'll probably play some this evening after we record this. But um, oh. I think, yeah, there, there are shortcomings. Like we, <laughs> we, I mean, again, another little caveat, as much as I can say I enjoyed this game, we played it for about four hours and managed to get through two levels, am I right in saying? Like we, yeah. We're not, uh, we're not speed running it, let's say. I would say we are speed running it. We're speedrunning, snapping the disc, maybe. Yeah. But um, no, it's it's very fun. I think as well that's uh, like an interesting talking point, which is what you need for podcasts, um, is, you know, the fact that we both, uh, the reason we've not made any progress in it is because we're like maybe stubbornly, maybe uh, in a perseverance way, we're playing it on like, it's, it's technically the medium difficulty, isn't it? But it's like, if you mess up one thing, everyone dies and you have to start the entire game again. Um, it's, it's very dark soulsy in the, you kind of, you hate yourself, but not enough to give up. Yeah. That's the sweet spot. That's the masochism just touch. Yeah. I think it makes it replayable. What's your, um, what's your spin on like, and this this is something we have probably spoken about, if not on the podcast in person. Um, but what's your spin on like the whole Soul series? Because I know you have played like Bloodborne and stuff. But have you? Yeah. Are, are you like uh, the, for example, there was the trailer uh, gameplay reveal thing. It was like twenty minutes for Elden Ring that came out the other day, which I I honestly. Um, I haven't been this excited for a game in a very long time. And it comes out, I think, February, unless it's postponed, whatever, again. But I am ridiculously excited for it. But are you all that into that series or are you kind of just like respect it from afar sort of thing? I, I, as with every medium, I can see the effort that goes into it and I know that it must be a good series of games. One, I've tried it out and two, it's got a very devout fan base. Mm. Um I I now pick my gaming time as little baby fun time is what I'm referring to it <laughs> okay. uh, because I'm now I've gone from being a child to a student to an adult and now I I've got too much going on so I like to play on easy difficulties and my problem with those kind of games is you you very much have to uh, get good and yeah. that takes time man yeah they're very unforgiving Whereas instead, I can just play Mario Party for the 50th time and hate myself in different ways. Uh, as much as I'd love to mock you for that, you did recently get that. What's the, what's it called, the newest Mario Party? Is it or Superstars? Mario Party Superstars. The and greatest game in the world. I will hold my hands up and say that as much as, you know, I like Mario Party, I semi-resent your uh, just uh, completely inexplainable, uh, inexplicable admiration for the series. It seems like you hold it above any other title in the world. But that newest Switch one, which kind of is a collection of all the best of, is a very, very fun time. It's fun as fuck, man. It's, it's everything that it needs to be. I've played too much of it now, and I feel like it's a, a broken game. <laughs> How, why, why is it broken? Uh, mainly, uh, there's a. Uh, if anyone doesn't know Mario Party, you go around a board, you play mini games, you have to collect stars. That's that's how you win. Most mm. stars wins. There's always bullshit stars at the end that mean anybody can win. It's a whole fun time for the whole family. Um, you have items in that game that can transport you to a star. And I've only just found out that you, now you can. If you get far enough in the game, you just basically can buy them from the shop. So it, yeah. just, it takes away any skill or time. You just need to buy, spend money, basically. Yeah, so at least it's not real money. That's like a main uh, plague in the game or was a plague oh, in the yeah. gaming culture for a while. Oh, yeah. Uh, if, if it was microtransaction based, I would be crying right now. Back mm. in the corner, staring at the wall, <laughs> much like my nights are. Nintendo don't really do that though, do they? They don't do microtransactions like for bullshit things. I think. I mean, actually, I don't think they do at all. I was about to say on Smash, like obviously you've got the the, or I don't know if you do on Smash, but certain games you'll have currency. But I don't think Nintendo do that. I mean, they're not great for you know nickel and diming people because the um, Switch Online got like <laughs> its own DLC recently, which is an absurd concept. But generally. Nintendo are like a, a premium company. You would see that more from like, I don't know, Bethesda back in 2011 or something. 
Yeah. I the interject I would put in there it would be the mobile games that oh, Nintendo rolled out. Yeah, I've never dipped my toes into those, but have you played any of them? No, I haven't. Uh, but from everything I've heard about them, they are just hell of yeah. microtransactions and just a quagmire. Um, <laughs> I haven't heard that word so, in a very long time. <laughs> I, that's what I do. I, I introduce a new vocabulary to your outside ears. of my favourite TV series, Family Guy. Mm. Is that what he's called? Big Chin Man who wants to to sex things? Yeah. You love Family Guy and such. <laughs> um, I, I can't stop talking about it <laughs> you with can't. Mr. Peter Griffin. Uh, Peter I'm gonna, Griffin. I'm going to pick up this transition and throw okay. it back to you. Very smooth of you. <laughs> I know. I'm nothing if... I've, I've got a cadence going and I'll roll into it. Yeah, um, roll on me. Well, We've we've done films. We've done we've games. done films. We've done. We games. haven't touched on TV. Oh, and here we go. Or what is probably for me, uh, I I find it hard to like have a pinnacle TV show, but recently one has battled its way to the top. That's right, uh, Tom. You finally started watching The Sopranos. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Carry on with your I, seamless I transition. Would never give you the satisfaction of letting you know you're right uh no okay. succession. succession oh my goodness succession Brian cox oh oh baby the scientist the little timid british scientist <laughs> yeah he's great in it mm. no he's very good have you watched the latest episode not that i think we should spoil I... it because people might not have watched any of it but um i have indeed uh it's... why don't you you've you've got the the storing telling uh chops if I will. Why don't you give a quick rundown of what Succession is and why it's fucking good. Why it's good. Uh, well, Succession is... Oh, so you've really laid it on me there. Um, mm. Succession is basically a um, a satirization of corporate America and specifically, I guess, like the Murdoch family, this huge media conglomerate. Um, and you follow the family and, as the title would imply... Uh, they are called the Roy family and Logan Roy is kind of, you know, the, the patriarch, if you will, of that, uh, the head of this huge company called Waystar Royco. And it's about him trying to potentially find a successor, uh, among his four children. Um, but we're on the third season now and there's lots of twists and turns and blah, blah, blah. And I will hold my hands up and say that you are actually the one that told me to watch this for once. It wasn't me badgering you. And it took me a long time to get round to it. But finally, after I stole your Now TV subscription, uh, <laughs> I gave it a go. And it is, why is it good? Because it bloody well is. Um, I don't know. I guess it's the writing. It's the, the, the twists and the turns, the production of it. I mean, the thing that really surprised me, I don't know if you knew this, is that it's, um, I think, written by, or at least... Uh, produced by, blah, 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 created by uh, Jesse Armstrong, I think his name is, who did Peep Show, which is not at all the same vibe. No, um, it's very contrasting TV shows, I would say. Yeah, but um, no, Succession is, I think I'd agree with you, is is one of, you know, it's the pinnacle of what I'm watching at the minute. It is... Hmm. One of the best shows I've ever seen, um, and I, I, I am that obnoxious dickhead who keeps trying to get other people to watch it, and they simply don't, um, which is frustrating. But I kind of empathise because I have been on the other side of that, specifically with Succession and other things. So yeah, Succession's real cool. Yeah, I, it's the first TV show, or I'd say any piece of medium, where every single main character is just awful. Like oh yeah, they are 100%. the worst people in the world, but you still root for them, and I don't know what it is about it. It yeah. just gets me. I yeah, it. I was um, I was watching the latest one yesterday with uh, with Darcy, my girlfriend, and um, and she she actually said literally that we were halfway through the episode. She was like. I don't like any of these people. And I'm like, yeah, no, they're all like, I mean, she also really loves the show like us, but yeah, it, it's, 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 it's definitely the post, you know, anti-hero boom of TV where none of them are likable or positive, but they are all very engaging in how shitty they are to each other. Yeah. But I just, it's, it's wild to me that you never like 20 years ago, you, I don't think you would have got, 
this kind of TV show or just no. the kind of TV shows that are coming out. Like no, we're not very at all. lucky to be in. I, and I will be the dick who does the air quotes of the golden age of television. Yeah. Because it's fucking good at the moment, man. I think my only complaint is that there's just too much good TV because I haven't, like, mm. I couldn't list you the top TV shows of 2021 because I'm still catching up on stuff from years ago. Like, uh, obviously, as I mentioned, Sopranos, which I do think is the best thing ever made. Um, but I tell you what I did watch this year, and I don't know if you've watched this. Have you seen The White Lotus? I have not. I, Are you I've, familiar? I've, again, I can, I can stalk you. <laughs> and your use of TV shows because you, you steal everything from me. I do. Um, I am the provider, the sugar daddy. We've brought you it are. back round. Uh, you are. It interested me, but I just I never picked it up. I don't know why. It's um yeah. It's not like it's not up there with Succession. It's not standout TV, but it's quite a nice little package because it's only I think it's six episodes. It probably come out last year, to be honest, and I'm just really late to the party again. But what was quite nice about it was I watched it not during lockdown, but during a period that felt like lockdown. It was essentially, you know, everything was pretty shitty. And it's mm. set on this little, um, I want to say Jamaican, but let's play it safe and say tropical island uh, where you just follow the lives of like, I want to say four or five families slash holiday goers who are all, again, pretty shitty people. Mm. Um, and hijinks ensue, which is arguably how you could describe most things. Uh, but no, it's it's a, it's a good one. I'd say if people want some fun little escapism, uh, what did I say it was called? The White Lotus. <laughs> <laughs> You're really That's... selling it to me. I, I feel like you emotionally connected oh, with absolutely. this TV show that you can't name. Yeah, no, it's wonderful. But no, The White Lotus is really good. Um, what else haven't we seen that we're looking forward to seeing? Yeah. Let's just uh, talk about shit that we don't know. Oh, uh, I, I don't know how spoily, spoily you want to get. Is it with Succession? With... No, not at all. I'm flipping it right back to movies, mate. Because oh, I've okay. only just remembered that some uh, leaked images came out for a certain Ooh. upcoming Spider-Man movie. Oh, yes, they did. Um, that's a good question because some people might not want to know them. I tell you what, exactly. how about we skip the leaked images and say about the the fun little poster that came out because I feel like there's still a lot to chat about about that. Uh, for people who don't know what we're talking about, Spider-Man No Way Home coming out in, what is it, December 20 blah, 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 something. Yeah, I think um, Christmas Day. Yeah, yeah. I think it's delayed... No, I don't fucking know. It's yeah, Christmas Day here. Who cares? Um, did you see that poster? You see that fun little poster? I did. I did. I'm, I'm guessing you you are going to point out the things that are in the background of the poster. I think you're going to do that as the number one Spider-Man fan out of the uh, extensive podcast hosts that we have here at Bevies of the Boys Studios. Yeah, we're actually on a rotation of several different people. They come yeah. in, say a sentence, and run away. You never know who's speaking. Well, we um, always have a, a big blood sport type fight at the beginning. And unfortunately for everyone else, Tom and I just keep winning. So the bodies are piling, but the uh, smooth dulcet tones are flowing smoothly. <laughs> I don't know if I can pick up from that mental image. Talk about the poster, uh, you dingus. I'll give it a go. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I love Spider-Man. I'm a big Spider-Man fan. Um, as we know, uh, you've got Alfred Melanio returning in his role. As Mr. Dr. Octavius, the the Octopus Man uh, from Spider-Man 2, uh, which is fucking great. It and is very zoom, good. You get you get your big poster where it's like Spider-Man, he's doing a cool pose. <laughs> your laminated poster that you've printed out. <laughs> yeah. I have several copies ordaining my walls. Because they speak. keep getting too sticky. Yeah. <laughs> I, I give everyone a little kissy in the morning. Um, yeah. Uh, and then if you if you real zoom in and you squint your eye, you can see uh, the lead of popular film The Lighthouse, Mr. Willem <laughs> Dafoe, just screaming <laughs> as he flies really on by. His, his breakout role. <laughs> it was. He was not popular until he sat across from Robert Patterson and spoke about mermaids. Mm. Uh, yeah, so there's there's a little bit of Willem Dafoe in there. But also, if you squint a little bit, you see what looks... <laughs> Looks like a little bit of sand. Just flowing. How much more can you squint? Surely you're just shutting your eyes by this point. <laughs> you are. It's all mental imagery. It's, mm. it's not an interesting picture oh, at mental, all. mate. Absolutely And mental. then if you, you glance up towards the sky, 
uh, in a, a freeverous pattern, you can see some lightning that indicates a little electric boy. Yeah. Which, I mean, if we're talking spoilers, not the newest spoilers, I don't I don't think we should talk about that just now because it has literally mm. just come out and that is quite a huge spoiler. Um, 100%. But the Electro, um, it was kind of mentioned, I think, a few months ago. There was the guy, I can't remember his name, but he plays one of the teachers in this new Spider-Man trilogy. And he did say about like, oh, I'm so happy to be working with Jamie Foxx as the Electro. And people were like, uh, excuse me? <laughs> um, so, yeah, we've known for a while. Uh, we know pretty much everything about this film by this point, but I think you and I do, yeah. whereas other people might not be as uh, eager to ruin it for themselves. But I'm very excited for this. Probably not as much as you, but that's just because I feel like you're going to wear a, a full Spider-Man outfit to the cinema I, when we go. I have my Spider-Man onesie prepared. <laughs> I have several little figurines I'm going to place around in selected mm. positions around the cinema. I'm going to sit clapping the entire time. I'm, I'm just going to be great. What, like you're at like a, a concert, but you're clapping out of time. So even though there's no music going, yeah. you're just like rhythmically clapping, not, It'll just not be celebratorily. Through dialogue, and I'm just getting the offbeats of each one. <laughs> You'll be as obnoxiously annoying as most people who we've been at the cinema with lately. Oh, um, yeah. Which is a fun topic, which I think we've covered before. But yeah, basically, yeah. if you're listening to this and you go to the cinema, shut the fuck up yeah. <laughs> for the entire we, movie. We can act holier than now. Uh, and just point out that an anything you say will not be as entertaining as the film. So just yeah, don't talk. Hundred percent in the film. I've yeah. It's it's, uh, it's as simple as that. I really don't understand, especially post lockdown. Now you know, post blah 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 pandemic, as we kind of are in. People have decided to go completely back to being the most obnoxious, annoying wankers in the world. Like, I no, as you say, like nothing that you say, uh, you listening to this, <laughs> nothing you say will be as funny as what Peter Parker quips to Dr. Octavius. So why don't you just shut those little lips up and watch those colours fly, baby? So you still there, Tom? Yeah, I am. I was, I was having a giggle. I, I I fell away from the mic with rupturous laughter. Okay, I'm glad to hear. Um, I don't yeah. know what else I've really got to to chat about in terms of things I've been playing. I mean, we literally haven't done one of these in, as we said, 14 months, I think it is. Um, I don't think you can tell. I think this has been natural. And oh, 100%. Yeah. All the way through. Yeah. No, we're, uh, so, we're no, so on the ball. It's It's good to get back to form and remember that we do actually do stuff with our lives. I, um, I, we do. I, I would agree. Um, I could tell people about how I'm now president of the world, or how I've outlawed uh, being mean to each other. But you know, they already understand that. Yeah. They read the peppers. Yet, you hypocritically always just send me a morning text, just saying you doofus, and it. Hurts. I do. I do. It, it gets me. It makes me cry. And this is me bringing it up. As a point of contention, I don't like it, frankly. I'm going to do what I normally do in the mornings and uh, ignore you. And um, I'm going to I'm going to say, are we continuing uh, as we've very clearly come towards the end of this episode? Um, are we continuing with a a popular tradition of the babies with the boys, which is where Tom, you provide oh. our audience with a little tidbit of Tom advice? I. I don't know, man. I'll be honest. I forgot this was even a segment until I just <laughs> okay. heard your outro point. So now I'm constantly racking my brain for something. Good. Yeah. Oh, here you go. And it's topical as well because I'm looking around my current room. Just yeah. in timing sprees. Halloween decorations. Leave them up for a little bit after October. Get the real Halloween theme. Christmas decorations. They're good to go up any time, sort of mid-November, but don't rush it. Just make it easy. Make it a nice process. If you put up your Christmas decorations close to the Christmas, it's less nights waiting for Santa and you can occupy yourself. <laughs> I am um, just on that note about Christmas decorations. I I think maybe I've I've evolved as a person because I used to be mm. one of those people who's like, oh, people putting up their fucking decorations really early. Oh. But it's like, especially by this point where, you know, we've had a year of people having awful situations and blah, 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 pandemic. Um, 
just let people do what they want. Like if someone yeah. wants to put up their decorations at the beginning of November because it makes them happy to do it, just fucking let them do it. Just like calm down, Tom. As specifically, a point spite, <laughs> I I put up a Christmas tree in March every year now. Mm, you do. Because what are people gonna do? And Nothing. then you burn it in October because you're a I psychopath. Do. I, do, I, I hate festive cheer. That's what we're getting across today. But you no, certainly it's, um, do. Do what you want. I mean, I, I myself, I quite like Mariah Carey. Do you? And all I want for Christmas oh, no, I'm is not her dulcet tones. What is ears. your... Okay, final, final question before I um, uh, smash up the recording studio, which we're both sat in next to each other. Because people obviously get that vibe of, you know, real witty back and forth. Um, 100%. What is your, what is your favourite, or at least favourite as of this second? Because again, I'm putting you on the spot. What's your favourite uh, Christmas song that you're going to put on repeat this year? Uh, it will in fact be... and. I did not have to Google the name of this song while you were finishing up your sentence. It is Step Into Christmas by Elton John. Oh, is really? Is that just banger. because it's Elton, though? It is. It's partly because it's Elton. Um, if I were to go for classic Christmas song, I don't know. I, I do quite like rocking around the Christmas tree. Yeah, that's fair enough. It just I, um... me. What about yourself? it's tricky i mean it depends what kind of mood i'm in if i'm in sort of like a, a very cozy mood then you know bing crosby or i think it was bing crosby singing you know the um white christmas and stuff that's all very nice um but uh i don't know how i feel about the pogues not in a overly political i think they should censor it blah 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 way i just feel like that has become quite overplayed um I really like actually driving home for Christmas, which I don't know if that's one of the most popular ones, but I think that that's a very nice little, uh, it's just a nice vibe, you know. That I I get that song. I I as someone who I do tend to drive quite a lot, <laughs> very relatable. Uh, yeah, as, as I imagine most people do, you hit it at the right time. You listen to that song, comes on the radio, and you're just like, oh, it's got you. Uh, I'll flip this. We we were supposed to be wrapping it up, but now you've got me like on the a present of at it. Christmas. Oh, I like it. Uh, I'm going to ignore that and transition okay. to the superior holiday because you've asked mm. me what my favourite Christmas song is. I'm mm. going to flip it right back on you. Halloween songs because it's it's just been Halloween. I don't I don't want to not give it, it its fair due. It is it has just been a Halloween. great fucking holiday. It it's is fantastic. I love it. Uh, and I can tell this, I'm giving you extra time now to think of a Halloween song. <laughs> I don't need the time. It's, oh, I kind of I want to guess what it is. I mean, I, 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 I think I know probably, you well enough. It's probably kind of the thing where, yeah, you could ask me tomorrow and it might be different. But um, as of right now, I mean, Halloween songs is tricky because there's not as many. Like, we play, we play a lot of... Um, a lot of board games and I usually insist on putting on atmospheric horror music to accompany the game. So I suppose I could say, oh, I love the song uh, In the Churches at Night while we were playing Betrayal at House on the Hill. Because we're the um, coolest dudes. We are, truly. As people don't get that impression, then uh, that's sad. But, I mean, in terms of Halloween song, it's got to be it's got to be This Is Halloween from The Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, I, I know you're a Jack Skeleton boy. I've, I've got a controversial pick. Okay. Which is it Michael I, Jackson because you're uh, an apologist? <laughs> yeah, 100%. No, I don't know if this counts as a Halloween song. And th this is this is me now bringing it to the table for you to judge because Okay. I'm good at you that. You are superior in every way. Yeah. Uh Spooky Mormon Hell Dream from the wonderful Book of Mormon. Oh, I don't I, remember that. I would class it as a it's it's a banger. It's I know great. the name. Uh, it's I, got yeah, I don't remember Lucifer it. playing a ripping guitar solo, which is fantastic. It's it talks about uh, guilt over eating a donut. What's not to love in a Halloween? It says the word spooky at least fifteen <laughs> times. I need to go. Uh, I need to go watch Book of Mormon again to refresh my memory, um, which I want to do because it's very yeah. good. And as you know, you and I, as well as being uh, aficionados of the screen and the radio and the, the blah blah blah, we we do love the theatre as well. We um, are cultured in one sense, and that is that we like a musical. <laughs> we do. Yeah, no, so I, I don't remember that, but I will take your word for it, that it is okay. the spookiest, most fun song of the season. Um, well, to 
end this then, my advice for the end bit would be everyone go listen to Spooky Morn Hell Dream and just let us know if it is a Halloween song or not. I, my yeah. vote is yes. I don't, I don't know remember. Your vote is. You haven't told me. No, I, I honestly, I, I mean, I'll, you know what? I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. I'll say yes, but I could be proven wrong because I have agreed to things in the past I don't know about and I've lost many limbs from it. Um, so I think that brings us to the end of this grand return of Bevies with the Boys. I hope you've enjoyed yourself as much as I have, Tom. I've had a great time. I've, I've had a big old smile on my face this entire time. As we said, we don't talk. So <laughs> we it's, don't. it's nice to catch up after we don't, 14 yeah. months. Um, uh, but, but Kieran, where where can people find this? If it does well, they eventually can find us. see the light of day. They can find us on Instagram, which I believe is Bev Boys Pod. Uh, we have a Bevies with the Boys Facebook page as well, I think. I don't know. We haven't done this in a while. Uh, but yeah, Instagram's probably your main place to go to for that. Send us a send us a DM, give us a follow, um, and uh, we will be hopefully posting these every monday so keep your keep your ears tuned i suppose the best place to find us actually not on social media is uh, is spotify itunes google play and a hundred other services that uh, i don't remember what they're called because nobody uses them um but those three are probably your best bet so give us a follow give us a review on itunes if you want to feel like a, a real special boy or girl and uh i think that's about it so i i will say thank you to you tom for, for oh. joining me for this very special uh, hour of juicy content. And, uh, and I'll say thank you to you, little listener, for, for coming back, for joining us again round the table, cracking open a brew, and uh, just having a fun old time. Is that it? <laughs> okay, I'll stop recording now. <laughs>